Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Beyonce sits late, Shantae, you stay. You say that's fishy Well I say he's dishy We say that's fierce So sing all my queers Don't go nowhere Just prick up your ears The Word of the Gay Welcome to Word of the Gay where we aim to dissect common words in the queer lexicon with regard to their history, contemporary usage in the LGBT plus community and in pop culture at large. That's your host Lenny and I'm her camp co-host Brandy. Thanks for tuning in. Follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and send us any word suggestions. Oh, another fortnight, another word Lenny. Yes. We've had a very busy two weeks. We, we went to the live recording. We did, that was really oh, fun. Oh, the gays are revolting. We were each other's dates. We were each other's dates and that was delightful. Yeah. And it was a great show. It really was, yeah. We had quite the chuckle. The gents did great. Actually, I think we did, yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. This weekend, just quickly, went to one of my best friend's weddings. Yes, I saw the photos on Instagram. Yeah, down in Ballarat. I saw your new shoes. My new shoes. My new sequin. Oh, sorry. My new diamonded shoes. They were literally like disco balls. (laughs) And I took another accessory with me because it is the middle of winter. A beautiful fox fur muff. (laughs) (laughs) To keep my hands warm. That's what it's called. That's, yeah, it's got a muff. Yeah. It is. And it was like this, yeah. I don't think anyone's going to know what that is unless oh. I've seen the photo. Well, we'll put a photo yep. up. It was heaven on a stick and it was very popular. My muff was very popular that weekend. And speaking of muff, leading into this week's word, we are talking about lesbian bed death. Yes, we are. We are. God. Now, lesbian bed death refers to the so-called phenomena that happens in lesbian relationships where sex declines and then ceases to exist completely. Yeah, or just when a relationship goes through a pretty standard dry spell. That's right. Pretty common. But the term dates back to 1983 when two sociologists, Philip Bloomstein and Pepper Schwartz, used it in their book, American Couples, Money, Work, Sex. Yeah, the book was based on research that covered various aspects of the relationship, like work, sex, uh, children, finances, and 12,000 couples completed the survey, including 788 lesbian couples. And it basically concluded that lesbian couples in committed relationships have less sex the longer the relationship lasted than any other type of couple. But the idea was criticised for the way the research was conducted, especially by lesbian feminist theorists Marilyn Fry. Yeah, because generally sexual activity decreases for all long-term couples, regardless of sexual orientation. And it also wasn't completely accurate because back then uh, sex was more focused on like penetration or penile Mm -hmm. penetration. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's interesting that lesbians were singled out. 
Well, it's likely perpetuated by stereotypes of, you know, sex-crazed gay men and the kind of rhetoric like, how can two women have sex anyway? Having said all this, though, it actually can be true, although it's not unique to lesbians. But at the very least, lesbian bed death does need a rebrand, I think. Well, yeah, because no one actually does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, let's not blame all their problems on sex. I mean, emotionally romantic relationships between women that don't include sex are actually not a new idea. There was a thing called Boston marriages, which occurred a lot through the late 19th century, where romantic couplings between women weren't necessarily sexual. Yes, but still monogamous. Yes. (laughs) Gal pals. Gal pals. Gal power. So even back then in 1979, there were some criticisms of the study. But despite that, it's still grown into a popular myth. And still people use the term to describe yes. Yes, they do. this occurrence. So a few things that they you know, said back then were that lesbians seem to be more limited in their range of sexual techniques than other couples. And they thought that this meant that this is why sex declined, because they didn't have, like, they ran out of options or something. Which I don't think is true <laughs> it's whatsoever. True I don't think lesbians are limited in sexual pleasure. It's just <laughs> lack of education and knowledge from the researchers. Yes, totally. And yeah. also, you could say for heterosexuals, people, some people probably just do the missionary position their whole life. Boring. And they're apparently not running out of... They're <laughs> Their sex drive's not decreasing, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, it was just interesting that it was more focused on the frequency of sex and not if it was satisfying to both parties, um, whether it was, you know, intimate or routine. I mean, the name is also just so over the top. Heinous. Yeah. I, no, that's what I, I just, it is heinous because yeah. I just look at it and I think, you know, gay guys go through like you know, a dry spell or, yep. you know, heterosexuals go through a drought. Lesbians go through bed death. <laughs> I'm like, that is fucking that's, rough. That's you know? so true. I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, they're also just going through a dry spell or like, yep. you know, it's a bit dusty down there, whatever. Yep. <laughs> but like, you know, it's dusty plains. But instead, they get bed death. But it's so ridiculous because so many other studies since then have come out indicating lesbians actually have more orgasms during sex and sexual encounters tend to also last for longer periods. Yes. Well, Marilyn... uh, Monroe? No, my other favourite Marilyn, Marilyn Fry. Um, We (laughs) mentioned her earlier. She's a lesbian feminist. (laughs) So she actually stated what 85% of long-term married couples do more than once a month takes on average eight minutes to do. What we lesbians do that on average we do considerably less frequently takes more than eight minutes to do, maybe about 30 minutes at least. True fact. True fact. (laughs) Because they're incorporating Um, pleasure. Yes. And also there's so many other factors. Like there can be a lot more breaks in sex between two women. Yes. Stopping and then starting again, which can draw out the experience. Both climaxing. Yes, both climaxing. Not always at the same time. Not at the same time. Taking turns. Recovery time for women is much shorter. Making a a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Talk about your feelings. (laughs) Also, you know, I don't know if this is a heterosexual stereotype. Laid on the (laughs) towel. But women can manage to pleasure their partner after they've had an orgasm. Yes. They're not necessarily wiped out and needing to go to sleep. Well, that's, I Although mean, I have been guilty of that. <laughs> I think we all might be a little bit guilty of that at times. But, I mean, that can also be gay men. True, but I think that women can – it happens less with women because it's really easy to get aroused after you've had an orgasm. You're not, you're not finished. No, no, no. And some, some, you know, some men I've. Come I know across, that like, can happen just, with men as well, but yeah, it's not. You need as that common. ten minute break, and then all of a sudden you're just like, and we're back. 
Also, there was actually a advocate survey of les- lesbian sexuality and relationships, which was done in 1995, which showed that lesbian women have more enjoyable sex than most American women. I feel grateful and saddened. <laughs> and um, pride. <laughs> so much pride. Um, yeah, there's so many reasons why, like less preoccupation, more anxiety about achieving an orgasm, yes. which actually can make it easier when you're not as stressed about it. Yep. More sexual assertiveness and communication about needs. Mm-hmm. More likely the other partner is more in tune with those needs or like really wanting to make sure the person is. You know, I think that is probably changing a bit more now. But I still hear this a lot of the same stuff from yeah. a lot of straight women. So I don't think it's completely changed that men can be quite selfish. Well, I mean, it's pat and parcel. I think it all comes down to the person, doesn't it? No, I think it, I, th- I can see why. <laughs> for sex for heterosexuals is focused on penetration, but with genitals, gen- like penis and vagina. And men can come so quickly if a woman can't achieve orgasm through penetration, which is quite common and harder to do and they're not focusing on the clitoris, then it just, that's just how it is. Well, I mean, and it's also, I guess, in gay relationships, foreplay does play a big part as yes. well. yeah. An orgasm for the heterosexual world is very much, not always, but like it's seen as in relation to penetrative sex because that's where babies come from. That's yes, but it's not that pleasurable for a lot of women. No. Whereas, like, for us, I guess, yo, yes, we can have penetrative sex, but we can also have orgasms from foreplay. Mm-hmm. And Which I, I, I mm-hmm. but I basically consider foreplay sex is what I'm saying. Do you consider holding hands sex? I actually love holding hands during sex and also not having sex. Yeah, you're repulsed. No, no, no. During no. sex, holding hands during sex, one hundred percent. No, but I still think hand above the head as a woman holding hands. Is a form of intimacy, which I like. And spooning. But I don't consider it sex. <laughs> there is a line that I consider. I had the sexiest spoon session on the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there is there is sort of specific reasons as to why people think LBD might happen. <laughs> LBD, love it. <laughs> LBD, lesbian bed death. But women can create intimacy in various different ways and it can lead to sex or it can also without sex. Mm. Masters and Johnson, back in 1979, one of my favourite medical researchers, because there was a TV show that was based on it, (laughs) Masters of Sex. And all of those sexual practices that you were talking about, Lenny, actually came from a study back in 1979, which was written by Masters and Johnson. Yeah. And I suppose in that study, they were possibly pertaining to Maybe the level of also like connectedness and intimacy. Yes. Well, there's some stereotypes. Like we spoke about them in the U-Haul, you know, the oxytocin that yeah. brings people together and makes them feel really connected, mm-hmm. which I learned today from Dr. George on The Gaze Revolting, coincidentally. Uh, the forming of that hormone increases during your life while serotonin dips, I think, but becomes less important. Okay. So the highs that you get from sex are less important than the connecting to other people around you. And the emotional highs. The emotional highs and the lows. The warm fat. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's this little thing called processing. Basically, for heterosexual couples, if there's like a distance, sex may be that bridge to intimacy. But there's sometimes no need to bridge intimacy in a lesbian relationship or it doesn't need to be done through sex. Um, there was actually a joke by Leah Delaria, who we've also mentioned on the show. Boo from Orange is the New Black and also the woman at the lesbian bar in First Wives Club. 
credits on woman at lesbian bar. Woman at <laughs> it hits on Goldie Horn. Yeah, so she said that a lesbian couple is too busy emoting that no one is even thinking about sex. So basically, sometimes you forget to have sex. Too busy having feelings. Yes, definitely. Hitting <laughs> all the stereotypes. Yeah, I don't think this is untrue though, but I also do think that, you know, this happens in gay relationships too, but maybe it's less accepted. Yeah, I've got a couple of friends that are in relationships. We won't drop their names, but, um, <gasps> yeah, they've been in relationships or they've been in long-term relationships for a number of years and they go through their dry spells and whatnot. And it's quite interesting because the single friends very much are like, oh, God, I don't know why they're together. Their single life, their sex life has totally died. Yes. And I'm sort of sitting there, I'm like, well, I don't think you should really judge because we don't know what, one, what goes on behind closed doors, but also they've clearly got an emotional relationship as well. Mm. Sex comes and goes. Sometimes we've got incredibly heightened sexual urges. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. And also, three, you're the single friend that's sitting on the edge of the seat pining for the relationship. (laughs) Don't be so nasty. Yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone. It's not the most important thing in a relationship. No. And often it can be a really important part of the start of a relationship and a way to connect. For some people, not so much, but for some people, you know, having that compatibility or like a really, you know, good sex life Mm -hmm. is really important. But then as relationships change, it can still be like the most important thing for people, but generally it's not. Like it doesn't mean the relationship is, it doesn't mean there's necessarily anything wrong or the main problem in the relationship. There was obviously a period, I don't know how this has always been in the world, but for a long time it seemed like sex wasn't important in a marriage, particularly for women. And then we've swung the other direction where for a lot of people it's like the most important thing and it's the main indicator. If that's not happening, Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you or the relationship or your connection. I think Um, that could even just come down to um, pop culture and I guess society as well. We're becoming more and more, I guess, open about Mm. sex lives as opposed to back in the day it was a bit more prim and proper and pristine and it wasn't discussed. So you Mm. didn't really know if your next door neighbour was going at it every single night or... (laughs) Once a month. You know what um, I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think like if you're wanting to have sex and you can't talk about it in the relationship or you're kind of talking about it but that's not being heard or like just swept under the rug, then that could be really frustrating and indication that there is an issue with communication or something yes. like that. Yep. But if two people are blissfully happy and not having sex, what's to say there's... There's an issue or that they're pining for someone else or they're depressed. But yeah, I think sometimes, obviously, like you said before, like that can go up and down. People's libido goes up and down even when they're single. But also I think sometimes it is, you can get into a routine where that's normal. And then sometimes it's probably what you need to do is just decide if you want to have a sex life and you just have to put a bit more effort in. But then there's a bit more of a stigma with that because people think, well, if you've been together all these years and you're putting effort into having sex, you must not be attracted to each other. For a lot of people, this sex can still be amazing, but you're not going to necessarily be going at it like every single night every like you were when you were like yeah like the, the max blowing yes the max period of that honeymoon phase for relationships is like two years so it declines after then i find even just as a single single gay male i go through phases of like dry spell and then all of a sudden it's just like when it rains it pours yes and then all of a sudden I'm yeah. like, oh, god damn it but then sometimes and then <laughs> why isn't there just sort of like a regular like <laughs> just life, Randy. It's just life. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So I think that that's, if you are in that position, don't 
get kind of swept in, up in that stigma of there must be something wrong if you have to put that effort yes. in. Like that's okay to rekindle that connection just like you would if you went through a period of not feeling connected to your partner emotionally or, you know, like in, in other ways or you weren't spending much time together, you would make an effort to yeah, do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you don't just have to end the relationship <laughs> just because the, the sex may have gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is ways to avoid lesbian bed death. Yes. Ladies and gents. Okay, listen up. Brendy's advice. <laughs> I do the gay advice, you do the lesbian advice, and that's how we like it. It just makes sense. You know, it just makes (laughs) sense. We're not going to be sexist on this show. Uh, Back in the day, an author, a fabulous lesbian author, Felice Newman, wrote a book called The Whole Lesbian Sex Book. I'm not familiar with it. No, and I'm really shocked by that. When I wrote to you about it, and you're like, what? I was like, Lenny, do some reading. Uh, (laughs) Get your head out of glee and do some reading. And she actually said that um, lesbian bed death is the greatest disservice we ever did to our community because, in fact, the statistics don't vary that much. If you're straight or you're gay, long-term relationships can be challenging when it comes to sex. So she has five tips of how to fix your lesbian bed death. Great. One is communicate. Have conversations with your Exactly. Yeah. Love that. (laughs) Talk about your desires, your expectations and your fears. Yeah. Pretty standard when it comes to a relationship. The second point is commit. So commitment to actually having a sex life. Yeah, we make commitments to getting married, having a relationship, having children, traveling, retiring. Why not actually commit to having a totally agree. Happy sex life. A healthy sex life. A successful sex life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And also commit to actually deal with any of your demons. Yeah, whether there's trauma in your background, shame, internalized homophobia, past relationships that you may not have actually put to rest, Mm. like deal with that because you're not going to be able to move forward in any way, in any way Mm -hmm. without putting that to bed first, so to speak. Um, (laughs) Putting that to lesbian bed death. Um, Date. Next point, date. Go on a date night. Have sex on your date night. (laughs) And if you're not up to it, have sex before the date. Yeah, the sex therapist, Esther Perel, says the same thing. Mm. Like when you're rekindling this and trying to have the sex life, the best thing to do is pick these moments that you're really excited in and have shared something together because that will carry through. She talks about it in the sense of like erotic things and erotic things don't have to be sexual. But if you do these things and you have these moments together, that could carry through to the sex. Absolutely. Because that erotic energy continues. Yeah. So it's really good advice, I think. Well, that's the thing. Newman also says sex generates arousal. So even if you're not aroused at the beginning of sex, you will be. Well, yeah. Like just get naked. Fuck. Tuck each other. <laughs> Slowly, you know, like build it up and then that will stimulate something. Oh yes. Brendy's crying. <laughs> it's just a beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm just. <laughs> Are you okay? Throw on some costumes. Pull out your powdered lube. Apparently that's the thing. I didn't powdered know. Lube. Yeah. Oh, so it's dry. A friend is all about it. No, you just add water. Oh. H2O just add water. <laughs> Okay. Um, and the and the fifth point that Newman actually said is masturbate. Masturbate oh, together, yes. yep. masturbate separately. Yep. Watch each other. Exactly. Yep. It generates, again, arousal. Yep. Another way to uh, kill the lesbian bed death is two words, Melissa Etheridge. Oh. <laughs> she will solve anything. I mean, Marilyn Monroe solved the seven-year itch. Melissa Etheridge can solve the two-year itch. I... <laughs> Recently discovered her greatest hits. Yes, you're telling me. And I'm obsessed. Absolutely (laughs) obsessed with this woman. And a few weeks ago, I had a gentleman caller come over after Mm. a night out. 
getting a little bit hot and heavy in bed Popped and whatever else. Well, yet for some reason in my <laughs> bubbly drunken state, I thought it would be sexy to throw on some lesser Etheridge yes. come to my window. <laughs> and I didn't only throw it on, but I also serenaded him. <laughs> for a full three minutes. <laughs> He didn't know who Melissa Etheridge was, didn't know the song, but he didn't leave. So, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I just think it's interesting that I didn't realize that it happens to everyone as much as it does. So it's not a gendered phenomenon at all. Men are dissatisfied. Women are dissatisfied. Straight people, gay people are dissatisfied. Like everyone is. But it should just be called bed death. Yes. Or sex bed death. Yeah. It's interesting though that a lot more straight people go to the internet to complain about it. Remember that? that Ashley Madison have those affairs and stuff. (laughs) Whatever that thing was. Um, also, society just always seems to point the finger at women and accusing them of not being interested in sex. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, the different reasons, like we said before, it could be that you know element of routine or it could just be the fact that women are creating intimacy through talking and doing mm-hmm. uh, various other things and they don't feel that they need to bridge that. Um, romance. But, yes, romance, romance, exactly. Whereas, you know, like some straight women are dealing with the fact that their husbands can no longer get an erection because they've watched so much pornography and it's set this very high standard of what they find arousing. Yep. So much so that sometimes they'll whip out their phone during sex to literally get hard. That is so depressing. I think that it could be different reasons. Maybe for some men, like they feel intimate and close and emotionally satisfied, but maybe they're not having sex because they've got porn addictions or they actually can't get aroused by their their partner. I think I'd die if, if I was I know um, that's mortifying. I, I would be it's so absolute, offensive. I would absolutely die if somebody was like, I have to turn on the television or my phone or that's look at a poster to be sexually aroused by well, that's the thing. Men would. I, think I actually think I'd get up. I and think just those leave. same men that would do that are also the same men that get offended when, after sex, a woman masturbates because she wants to have an orgasm. <laughs> so, goodness gracious. And I've even heard of women who may not be feeling very sexual, but if their husband or boyfriend partner stops trying to have sex with them, they automatically think he's having an affair. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I would never think that. No. But also because men, I think, are more persistent, whereas women are more likely, and this does lead to the the reason why I think, you know, lesbian bed death is kind of a thing. It's like, it's okay, babe. Like, that's fine if you don't want to have sex. Like, I wouldn't want to pressure you. Whereas men are like, oh, I'm not having sex. And like, they can take it a bit more personally or like they just keep persisting till it happens. I'm not saying they're like sexually assaulting anyone. Not all men. Not all men. 
<laughs> no, but it's that sort of thing of like punishing their partner because they're not having sex or all these other things that, that go on. Yeah. Whereas I think a woman's like, no, I respect that. But I then just, when's the when's someone going to make a move? You yeah. know? <laughs> like- make a move. Make a move. <laughs> I just think it's really sad that some heterosexual women don't expect to have an orgasm. Whereas mm. lesbian women, yes, we are both going to be having an orgasm. Or re- try really hard. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. leads me to a couple of important lessons for straight couples, might I just add. It's probably a good idea to rethink the idea of short, frequent, penetrative intercourse is equaling satisfaction. Yes. Not always. No. Don't just think that hump, pump and dump is a good thing. (laughs) Your face. Well, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 You make a valid point. Men may want sex, but women don't just want sex. They want good sex. Yes. Good sex. Well, there's that old joke that even like the worst time most heterosexual men have had sex, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, You know? uh, Like, it's it's never like, that was terrible. (laughs) Like, I still had an orgasm and it was fine. But it's that sort of like bad sex can be a deal breaker. It's kind of like, for me, bad kisser, bad in bed. So, yeah. That's Ladies a good indicator. From it's the good to kiss se- first before you have sex. <laughs> Absolutely. That is a good, yeah, very de- <laughs> definitely bad deep. kisser. <laughs> Maybe just whack on some Olivia Newton-John and get physical. Yes. Enjoy the whole three-minute song instead of just <laughs> the first chorus. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see lesbian bed death portrayed in the media a little bit. A little it's bit. not in it a lot. First up, of course, the L word. It's not quoted, but you could definitely say that Tina and Bet went through their fair share of lesbian bed death. LBD. Which did cause one party to have an affair. Oh, no. It's very dramatic. There was a lot more going on. You've got to watch it, Brenny. I think you'd really like the show. I'm surprised that I haven't watched it, Lenny, yeah. and you have. Oh, yes, because you are the expert. Um <laughs> And um, you've got the film um, The Kids Are Alright, which stars Annette Benning, one of my favourites. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I, I did really like a lot about this film, but look, I don't think they're experiencing lesbian bed death, but they've been in a relationship for 30 yeah, years. and Her haircut may have caused it. <laughs> wasn't great. And they're trying to, you know, they're watching like male gay porn to spark things again, and that's quite a funny scene, but it's very unfortunate that Julianne Moore has that affair. <laughs> Yeah. But that, again, is not about the sex. She's feeling neglected by her partner. Mm-hmm. I had a problem with that because there's a really common trope in lesbian films that a woman cheats with a man and it doesn't happen that often. And other literature also includes, which I've spoken about tonight, is the whole lesbian sex book by author Felice Newman. Yeah, I'd like to – maybe I can borrow it from the library or something. Yeah, I'll just give you my copy. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> um, and Chapter three, <laughs> Melissa Etheridge. <laughs> And the greatest depiction of lesbian bed death has got to be in Sex in the City with the two episodes What Sex Got to Do With It and Ghost Town, where Samantha announces that she is a lesbian. Yes, mm-hmm. she actually says that. And she's, des- like, she, you know, comes out as a lesbian for two episodes. And she's dating Brazilian artist Maria. You know, she's all very swept up in it at first and, you know, announcing it to the girls and telling them how amazing it is. You hauling. Yes, but then she progresses into you hauling very quickly. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and have baths. And Samantha gets really frustrated that, you know, they descended into this after, what, two weeks of dating? Um, <laughs> and they episodes. just don't have they don't have sex. And it's really, really funny. The breakup the breakup is, is great. With the plates. Yes. You want fireworks? Oh. Yeah, she's pretty scary. And the woman is also so insecure and jealous that Samantha has 
fucked everyone that yeah. they encounter as they go out. So that's a big problem as well. <laughs> Various factors always. And like the end of an orgasm, we have come to the <laughs> end of our episode on lesbian bed death. We're finished. <laughs> Lenny's finished. I've finished. Our producer's finished. We're all finished. We're exhausted. <laughs> Don't forget to follow the show at Word of the Gay Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have any word suggestions whatsoever, do write through to us. We love receiving them. Yes. I mean, we can pick some great ones on our own, but... <laughs> Your assistance is... Is appreciated. <laughs> anyway, as always, thank you so much. We'll be back in a fortnight's time. And we look forward to uh, educating you there. Yep, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.